Hey guys, and welcome to Is It Just Me? The safe space podcast where we discuss being human and connect over stuff that makes us feel alone. Every episode will tackle validating the human experience to show you just how awesome, sane, and not alone you really are. My name is Kaylin West. All right, let's do this thing. Hello, what is up, my peeps? Did you miss me? I missed you. It's been a minute. I have uh, been super busy in a plethora of ways. All good things. Um, But yeah, it's been a minute and uh, I think maybe about a month since I've produced an episode. Um, But I'm back and I have a really, I was going to say exciting, but (laughs) a really great topic for you today. Um, I've actually known that I was going to write about this one for a while. Um, But like I said, things have been a little bit busy and crazy and uh, I haven't really had the time to sit down and dedicate brain and heart power to it. But now I do. Uh, well, not really. Um, just to give you a little bit of context, uh, I think last time I talked to you, I was in Chicago. Uh, I am now no longer in Chicago. I am, well, I, I, <laughs> I was in New York for like a month and change for like six weeks. Uh, and now I am in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So I'm kind of all over the place. I'm working on a new show. Um, it is super exciting. Uh, it is a new show about Moby Dick, so if you are in the Cambridge, Harvard, uh, Boston area, uh, please come and see the show. We would love to have you there, and, uh, yeah, I guess then you can put a weird little old face to a weird little old me. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so that's been going on, uh, all good things. It takes a lot of time and hours to put together a new musical, so hence the, uh, extra waiting time for you. But I am a firm believer that all things happen for a reason. And so I kind of think that this topic needed a little more rumination. It's definitely something that I have gone through the throes of loving and hating over my lifetime. And it never really gets easier. It's constantly something that I have to readjust and reevaluate and uh, figure out. Uh, and it's been something that I've, I feel like I've been very specifically dealing with and living through over the past maybe two months. So uh, I don't mind that I gave myself a little bit of extra time to figure all of this out so that I could uh, say exactly what I mean to say and exactly what I believe to be true because that is important. So sorry, not sorry. Okay, uh, well today's episode, we're going to jump right in because it's a good one. It's a juicy one. It's a juicy, juicy topic and we love juicy things. Today's question is, is it just me or is vulnerability a terrifying mind fuck? That's right, peeps. Vulnerability. Also pronounced vulnerability. That's my favorite. Vulnerability. We're going to talk about vulnerability. Maybe I'll say it again. Vulnerability. Fuck. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to talk about vulnerability. Is it just me or is vulnerability a terrifying mind fuck? Yes. Yes, it is. And to be very honest with you, I am not advocating that we change that at all. Um, It's a beautifully complex emotion and it's perfect just the way that it is. So let's put that knee-jerk desire to fix and to change our vulnerability aside and replace that with a little curiosity and simply explore. Uh, So we're going to get started 
uh, with our dive with a another definition because I love definitions. I love and deeply appreciate the clarity of semantics. <laughs> so there you go. That's the, my Virgo self. Um, vulnerability, as per my dictionary.com app, is a noun and it is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally fascinating. Now I wonder, did you maybe pick up on the same thing that I did? So according to our definition, vulnerability is the state of being exposed to the possibility of harm. It's not the state of actually being harmed. It's a minute but super important distinction. So go with me for a second, but it kind of sounds a little like the misgivings of those what-if statements that we talked about in my first episode, remember? Uh, Vulnerability is basically the state of being exposed to a really scary what-if, right? You know, what if I get rejected? What if I get hurt? What if I get criticized or judged? What if I fail? What if? What if? Well, if you remember what we talked about, A fear-based what-if will always create the misperception that an unwanted outcome has happened before it's ever even happened. A fear-based what-if will always double our suffering. So that not only would we suffer if the unwanted thing happens, but we're also suffering before it happens. And it might not even happen. So why? Why are we dragging ourselves through completely unnecessary suffering? Useless, right? In relation to our definition, the possibility of harm is super scary, but it is different than the actual reality of harm. Make sense? Okay, even so, vulnerability feels awful. It's nerve-wracking, it's uncomfortable, it's exposing because... You are exposed. Now indulge me with a little melodrama for a moment, but vulnerability is like standing naked outside with a ravenous tornado that is whipping planks of wood and car parts and dirt and electrical wires and cows around. We've got cows! Twister. Anyone? Anyone? No? Okay. Well, cows or not, that sounds pretty unpleasant, doesn't it? Sure. But guess what? Life is not about having only pleasant feelings all the time, in my humble opinion. And vulnerability may not feel pleasant, but it has the potential to lead us to many pleasant things. It's a vital total game-changing addition to our emotional tool belt. Yeah? Okay. Moving on. There are many different ways to be vulnerable, right? The definition that I supplied you with earlier uh, mentioned two kinds, physical and emotional, but I would suggest that there are many more additional ways of being vulnerable if we want to get very specific. Uh, You know, like intellectual, spiritual, financial, creative, etc. But those are all, well, apart from financial, those are all sort of included under the overarching umbrella of emotional vulnerability. Its counterpart, physical vulnerability or exposure to the possibility of actual physical harm, is not usually the one that we want to seek out or play with most, 
but it too can be fruitful. I mean, you know, think about getting on a roller coaster or a plane or a surfboard or skiing or, you know, biking in New York City, which is something I'm completely unwilling to do. But those are all things that make you quite literally vulnerable to physical harm. And yet, they're all things that can bring you a lot of excitement and adventure and accomplishment and joy, right? Cool. So that being said, for the purposes of this podcast and this episode, we're going to stick to the more intangible internal aspects of our definition, emotional vulnerability. Way scarier than biking in New York City. So for this next bit, I'm going to suggest that you grab yourself something to write with and upon and begin making a few lists. You can do this in your own time with me right now or later if you choose. So we're going to make a set of three lists. First, what does vulnerability mean for you? Like in your brain, how does the idea of vulnerability translate? Number two, when do you feel most vulnerable? What are some specific instances you can think of in which you found yourself feeling vulnerable? And number three, how do you know when you're in a vulnerable state? What are the physical and emotional signals that let you know that you're in a vulnerable state? Okay? So I'll use myself and uh, give you an example of all of this. So for me, vulnerability means showing our authentic or true selves. It means that our defenses are down. It means that a door is open, not only for us to pass through, but for others to enter. It means that we're letting someone see us. And for a long time, it has uh, meant weakness. I feel most vulnerable when I own and ask for what I want. Uh, I feel it when I express my true feelings, when I start to trust and care for somebody, and when I put myself first and say no. I know that I'm feeling vulnerable because I can instantly feel it. My fight or flight instinct is activated. I feel a strong urge to disappear or run away. I vocally shut down and I often find myself unable to communicate well. Uh, I struggle with eye contact. I feel nervous. Uh, I feel scared and I feel like I'm going to cry or I feel totally angry. Uh, I feel backed into a corner. So those are my three lists. Uh, I would highly recommend that you sit down and take time in writing these out for yourself. Uh, don't worry, nobody has to see it. You don't have to turn it in like homework. This is just for you. Uh, to get some clarity and get some awareness and I know that that task might seem a little bit daunting but I'm recommending it because I have found through experience that making a physical written list provides me with a lot of important insight and information that I didn't necessarily have or have the ability to find before. Uh, you know, you might find yourself discovering something that you didn't know about yourself, and you might discover something that you did know, but you've been ignoring. Uh, you might learn something that inspires an aha moment. We love those. But the point is to, you know, take the pressure off and just write freely, like whatever comes to your mind. Try not to judge or to censor it as it comes out. 
However, do try to be as impeccable with your word as you can be. Push yourself to fully formalize your thoughts and feelings in two words because words are magical. Uh, Do your best to write in complete and fleshed out statements, uh, but with as much simplicity and specificity as possible. I've found that when we communicate in this way, when we commit ourselves to doing this, we very quickly realize what's truth and what isn't. You know, what has weight and what doesn't, what's old and what's new, etc. This practice forces us to describe what's going on inside of us and thus it forces us to really listen to what's going on inside of us. It's so interesting. There have been so many times that I've asked myself to do this and I find myself pretty surprised by the things that come out. I very often realize something new and connect the dots where there otherwise used to be only blind spots, you know? So quickly reflecting back on parts one and two of the list that I just made, what vulnerability means to me and what makes me feel the most vulnerable... Uh, I find it very interesting that all of the things I mentioned were positive. You know, being authentic, lowering defenses, letting people see me, uh, owning my wants and needs, expressing them, being honest, trusting people, prioritizing myself. I mean, those are all really great things to practice and strive for, right? So why do those things seem to come at the price of vulnerability and why does vulnerability feel so goddamn negative why would it feel so much safer and easier to simply stay closed off or invulnerable honestly this paradox is perhaps one of the best examples i can think of supporting the notion that anything worth having doesn't come easy I find it interesting that I coupled being vulnerable with being weak and that weakness in my mind has not only been interpreted but internalized as inherently negative. Super interesting. You know, but what if vulnerability and weakness aren't naturally coupled? What if that was just something that I learned to do when I was young? What if I learned to couple vulnerability with something else or with many different things? You know, what if I learned that weakness is actually a positive, that it's productive, powerful even? What if I used different words for weakness entirely? What about softness, gentleness, flexibility, resilience, patience, openness? Which one works best for me? Which one works best for you? I encourage all of us to never take what we think we know for granted. Question, bend, and re-examine everything. Use those handy-dandy little what-ifs and redefine everything. But listen to your truth. We've discussed this skill before. It's the ability to hear what is going on inside of you. It's the ability to hear our gut, our intuition, our needs, right? Our ability to listen, to recognize, and to understand our own emotional signals can be one of our greatest allies. Of course, training our ability to listen internally when we've been brought up in a society that would rather run away from and hide feelings than talk about them or admit that they exist is hard. 
Yeah. Training ourselves to welcome and utilize our vulnerability in a society that prioritizes and prides itself on strength and power is hard. Yeah. (laughs) But once we have a grasp of how our cogs work, you know, what triggers us and how we behave when we're triggered, we are increasingly able to recognize what's happening to us as it's happening. This developed sense of awareness allows us that crucial extra moment in which to respond versus react. So responding means that you have an understanding of the situation and you have chosen how you want to handle it. Reacting, on the other hand, usually is a good indication that you're operating off of old habitual patterns in your nervous system to handle a situation, without necessarily understanding what's happening to you and within you. When we respond versus react, we're better able to handle our emotions and situations. We're better able to choose which emotions are driving the car. We're able to start experiencing our emotions and our vulnerabilities as, you know, simple, non-threatening, passing gusts of wind, rather than all-eclipsing storms. For some people, vulnerability comes very naturally and easily, and for others, it doesn't. Neither is better or worse, it's just another thing to notice with curiosity and to take into account. And it's easy to wish that we had something different than we do. The grass is always greener on the other side, right? Wrong. It's all just grass. So, whether vulnerability comes to you like breathing or like weightlifting, we're all still going to have a lot to unpack and access within our own unique vulnerability. It's hard for all of us. It's scary for all of us. And for all of us, it's one of those emotional currencies that comes with a risk. But it's also one of the strongest pathways across which we have access to ourselves and to each other. And Most often, there cannot be any growth without risk, right? Right. In the right time and place. You've probably heard the phrase, there's a time and a place for everything. Well, guess what? It is incredibly true. Okay, there is a time and a place for loud music, for intellectual debate, for flirting, for poop jokes, and there is a time and a place for vulnerability. And it's pretty damn imperative that we recognize the appropriate and productive whens and wheres for vulnerability and poop jokes. Because in practicing vulnerability, we are in fact letting ourselves be exposed to the possibility of harm, remember? And you don't just want to do that any old where and any old when. There's a time and a place for everything. And even though, look, I wholeheartedly believe that self-care can be totally chill and enjoyable and, dare I say it, fun. Some aspects of it, like vulnerability, need to be taken seriously. There's a time and a place for everything. (laughs) So to do this, it's very simple. To do this, all we really have to do is ask ourselves honestly if we feel comfortable being vulnerable or not. We have to call upon our intuition. Remember intuition? That little superpower that we spoke about uh, in an earlier episode? It's that part of you that just knows. Yes, I feel safe expressing my vulnerability here. Or no, 
I do not feel safe expressing my vulnerability here. Whatever the answer is, it's in your gut. And you don't need to explain it. You don't need to justify it. You don't need to reason with it or try to convince it otherwise. Our only responsibility and the best thing I can advise you to do is simply listen to it and respect it. Listen to what is, not what we wish was, but what actually is. If you're not feeling ready or down for some vulnerability, then that is your truth. And trust me, very little good will come from forcing yourself down a path of vulnerability you weren't ready to take. And if you're ready, then that is your truth. And guys, both scenarios are completely valid. Our truth has nothing to do with what we want. Remember? It has to do with what we need, and needs are only so compromising. So you've probably also heard this next phrase, all things in moderation. I got this one from my mom, (laughs) Uh, but it's a great concept, and it's one that I personally apply to like the majority of my life. Uh, For me, this phrase means that we do not have to be all or nothing on anything in our lives. As human beings, we 100% reserve the right to change our minds, to change gears, to stop and start whenever we please and for whatever reason. Once again, without needing permission or needing to justify. You know, you just got to do what you got to do. That's it. So you can be vulnerable in one situation and then not be vulnerable in the next. You can be vulnerable with a particular person one day and then choose not to be vulnerable with that same person the very next day. Some situations will call for the courtesy of communication, sure, but no situation or person gets to require that you be vulnerable. That is completely your choice and within your control. It's within your power to set the boundaries of your vulnerability. That is your universe-given right. So side note, I really want to reach back and tie in that concept that I've been drilling into your head since episode one. (laughs) That concept of accountability and of taking responsibility for all the things that we think, feel, and do. This includes our relationship to vulnerability or lack thereof. We get to choose how much, how little, where, and when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. We get to choose whether we have a positive or a negative relationship with our vulnerability. And we get to choose whether we want to listen to our intuition or not. It's your life. It's your garden. It's your choice. And now... A case for vulnerability. Vulnerability is a terrifying mindfuck. This much is true. Because it takes great courage, strength, and hope to hold ourselves open time and time again in the face of fear and uncertainty. It takes a resilience of mind, of heart, and of spirit to stand exposed, open to criticism, and still remain centered in who we are. But allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, to be seen, is a powerful way of owning ourselves. It's a way of inviting the fullest expression of ourselves to come through. It's a way of saying to others and to our own subconscious mind, 
this is me. This is who I am. And guess what? By doing so, we actually have the potential to crack the paralysis and fear of others around us, making space for them to do the exact same. Vulnerability connects us to ourselves and to others. Vulnerability helps us reveal and refine our truth. Vulnerability turns up the volume of our internal drum. Vulnerability doesn't allow pain to banish us from our own life. Vulnerability creates a deeper reservoir for human experience to fill. Vulnerability commits us to love over fear. And vulnerability commits us to accepting ourselves wholly. I want to reiterate what I said earlier. Life is not about feeling just pleasant things all of the time. It's a mixed bag, folks. It's about learning to hold on to whatever arises. And it's about learning to appreciate the lows just as much as you appreciate the highs. I mean, I can say, in all honesty, my hand is literally on my heart. (laughs) Look, I know it probably sounds cliche and silly, but... I 100% believe it. Every single bad thing that's happened to me in my life has only served to make me a stronger, better, smarter, more compassionate person. And it has served to accentuate the many other incredible things that have also filled my life. I know for a fact that I would not appreciate how good I have it had I not also experienced how bad I could have it. And trust me, I full well realize that many others have had far worse trials than me. So, out of respect for the worst that this life has to offer, I choose to acknowledge its best with gratitude and awareness. So, I'll usher you, even if and especially if you've been hurt, to keep your lifeline to vulnerability watered and well. Keep it alive for yourself, not for others. Keep that door open. Keep it protected and illuminated because guess what? Good things need a chance to come through to you. Closing the door and refusing to answer blocks everything out. Not just the negative things, everything. And just because one experience with vulnerability left you scratched does not mean that they all will. So don't be afraid to try on and explore your vulnerability because we all deserve such softness, such gentleness, such openness within ourselves. We all deserve the good things that come from a little awareness, from trust, from honesty, and from vulnerability. So move slowly with patience, with fascination, and with curiosity. Know your boundaries, know your needs, respect them. And hold your arms wide for those who have earned your embrace. All right, you guys, that is enough for me today. Uh, I hope that this episode gave you some juicy, juicy brain food to chew on. And I really hope that you join me again next time. Please uh, like, comment, review, and share all the social media things. I'd really, really appreciate it. And uh, as always, please take what resonates, leave the rest, and remember that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay, much love, you guys. Bye-bye.